The clan mother of the seventh moon cycle is love all things. Mother, show me how to love. Beyond my human fear, teach me all the joys of life behind the veil of tears. Let me find the pleasure of a lover's gentle hands. Let me know the wisdom of respect without demands. O keeper of forgiveness, teach me how to see beyond the petty judgments supporting human dignity. I will learn your medicine of mother, lover, friend, teaching others how to love and broken hearts to mend. This is by Jamie Sands. Love All Things is the clan mother of the seventh moon cycle and in the month of July. The color connected with her medicine is yellow and her cycle represents loving the truth found in all life forms. She teaches us the wisdom of compassion and how to be a loving woman and nurturing mother. And this doesn't mean just for women, it's for men also, because sometimes men have to be a mother and a father to their children and to use the same nurturing qualities. Love all things is the keeper of sacred spiritual growth. When we believe when we behave as if all acts are sacred, there is no judgment. This clan mother teaches us to love our bodies and to honor the pleasures of being human. She shows us that breathing, eating, walking, playing, working, observing a sunrise, making love, and dancing are all acts of pleasure given by the Earth Mother to human beings. She asks us to do everything in life with a happy heart. In her wisdom, love all things, teaches us that we can find the joys of physical life without trying to escape our pain through becoming addicted to false pleasures or compulsive behavior patterns. Love all things is the guardian of unconditional love and is connected to grandfather sun. Like grandfather sunlight which shines on everything without withholding the warmth of life or life-giving sustenance. The clan mother loves all her children equally, loves all things, uses a form of unconditional love to show us that she does not judge our behaviors. She is willing to love us enough to allow us to go through the hard self-imposed lessons that are the consequences of following the crooked trail. Having to experience the consequences of our unloving actions may not give us pleasure, but remembering and avoiding those pitfalls in the future will always bring us back into balance. This clan mother holds the wisdom of allowing and does not smother her children or impose rigid rules. 
she uses her ability to allow us to go through the hard life lessons on our own but is always waiting to nurture our disappointments and mend our broken hearts love all things teaches us that every action in life is equal because the reaction is equal to the original deed if we are good to our bodies our bodies are healthy and good to us if we nurture and respect ourselves we will command that same respect and nurturing from others if we lie to ourselves other will others will lie to us in kind if we think positive thoughts good things will happen to support our attitudes if we apply the love of truth to all things we find ways to know and love the self This clan mother instructs us in a way that applies the concept of free will in its purest form. Her foremost understanding is that we will evolve no matter what happens. Healing and growth may take many cycles of the medicine wheel, but she is willing to love us unconditionally through all the rites of passage until we love ourselves enough to break the patterns of self-induced slavery. The freedom found in loving the self without condition is the talent that makes loves all things the guardian of children. She allows children to develop loving self-expression, encouraging them to be their personal best. This clan mother uses the child's love of discovering life as a guideline for raising the young. She teaches the child within, within us to accept love to give love, to find ways to love the self, and to love the truth above all else. Love all things is the mother nurturer, a sensual lover, the keeper of all acts of pleasure, and the guardian of sexual wisdom. This clan mother embodies the attributes of the devoted friend who sees the strength of our personal medicine as well as our weaknesses, accepting both sides without judgment. Patiently, she supports us in our growth process by pointing out our talents, urging us to grow. Love all things ignores our unwillingness to use the talents we have at hand because she understands that one day on our personal healing path, we will find it in ourselves. to say this is one of my favorite clan mothers I keep saying that every month <laughs> when I as I go over the their knowledge it just warms my heart so much uh, I have to say that love all things was pretty close to the way my mom brought us up she was a wonderful loving woman she didn't impose a lot of rules on us and we pretty much were allowed to do what we wanted because she trusted us to do the right thing um and I try to, I try to do walk this path and love uh, pretty much everyone unconditionally. I this has been like like I said a really difficult 
month. I've had to uh, adjust my behavior with family members and just different things, but at the same time showing my love to them no matter what. But also setting boundaries and say, hey, this is enough. I'm not allowing this. I was smothered a little bit. My, I have asthma and it does act up when I feel smothered. And um, even that was criticized. But I didn't let it hold me back. I just kept going and knew that once I got into my own space that I could breathe my own air and it would be okay. Um, in relationships... I have been, um, have given total freedom to partners, to friends, um, but that hasn't always been the case for me. I've been in a lot of relationships that were very controlling. I'm not sure why, um, because my parents were not like that. And I've had to learn to love myself too, unconditionally, even when thinking things and I'll say you know Ariane I love you very much and continue to say those things internally to myself because you know we all try to we all beat ourselves up sometimes why did I do that I'm such a but in the end we tell ourselves that we love ourselves because we're all learning we're all walking through planet earth and learning day by day, no matter how much education we have, how much money we have, where we live, what we drive, we still have to face ourselves. Um, and as far as my talents go, wow, I, I knew I was kind of, oh gosh, very shut down probably till I was in my forties, and then wow, I found out. I had so many talents and I started to develop them one one by one and I'm still growing and I'm still learning and I encourage encourage each of you to find your talents because we all have talents and to share them with each other. So I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to these to the seventh moon cycle and I want to say I love you. And this is Cosmic Firefly and Ari. Peace. Good evening. And thank you for joining us to, with WWWLOVE, home of Cosmic Firefly and Ari. And tonight we have a very special guest, Reverend Allison L. James. How are you tonight, Allison? Well, good evening, Ariana. I'm very well. So glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to... Um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on on the planet right now. Well, thank you for that question. Um, My work today is 
uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century, is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet for um, our uh, journey towards the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is, as, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society. And while listeners might be thinking, wow, that sounds great, but is it really attainable? Is it sustainable? Can we really get there? And so all of my work is to help us evolve, to heal, to raise our vibration so that we can create that world, that heaven on earth. And there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment. And it's just not uh, our world, personal world. It's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world. And so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut, shut everything down and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges. But the reality that we can literally hold in our hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making, making us all question certain things. It, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, 
the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times, if we will allow it, the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true. And I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff. And there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck, but as large as, as the universe. And I, I didn't, and until you said that we feel small did it kind of come into perspective that god was showing me that i there's no need to feel small that i can expand while i could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared but when you're five you're like what the heck is this and i <laughs> would imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened that we go into our inner child gets scared and you know I don't know I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers our friends that we take on as our own and so we're like oh my god what's gonna happen I'm gonna die <laughs> you know <laughs> But because, because the world does operate under the fear of death. Oh, I won't have my car anymore. I won't have my house anymore. I won't have my clothes anymore. Yes. And I think that those are all things that we, as a collective, that we have to decide, you know, um, to not be, a, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace. Well, that's right. We, we are human after all, and yes. we live in a world of duality. And so we tend to see things through our eyes and we think that, that that's it. Um, the physical, the material world can dominate our thinking and our actions. Whereas when one follows a spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities, that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love <laughs> with a capital L. Yes. <laughs> and these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality. So that when those challenges come, we're not believing 
with what we see with our eyes, we start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true. But we have to get to that place. Well, Robert Nelson, how do you how do you connect to your heart? This I I remember the closest thing I could think of is the Wizard of Oz with with the Tin Man and he was like rusted solid. Here they come with the oil <laughs> and your lips are <laughs> and then they oiled the heart. And is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that. We, we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um, a symbol uh, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can with our own intention, ask the powers that be, the, the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels, to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed, and um, not believing, and when we become um, resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes, I understand. And so we, we need to open our hearts. And of course, there are uh, many methods to do that, and meditation is extremely important. Um, but if you have the desire, to shift to another level, to explore, to pursue your path to levels that perhaps you don't even know. And it's, it's a matter of operating your faith. This is, this is what faith is about. Knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on and and that this is the paradox I was talking about that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there we have ways to uh, to do this and the body is the most extraordinary instrument yes and we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um, the planet, the planets, plural, and of course, the, the creator, the source of all that we are. Yes. And how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a, there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit, limiting us at any point in time. This is true. And, but sometimes people will experience terrible, terrible hardship or terrible 
grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core. And it's hard for them sometimes to stop, they stop believing for a time. And how can we start to believe again? Well, we've touched upon it already, and that is that we must open our hearts and give, give life a chance. It's, it's, it takes energy yes. to close down and to remain angry or frightened, and it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do, if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others. We can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your level of um, self uh, application and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, and sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue, but we just have to take a breath and say, oh, look at this. I haven't seen that before. Let me have a look. You right. have to be open, and then and then um, you can see that oh, an opportunity, a way is being made, and you're never you're never left in the lurch with no way out, and that is a reality. Um, perhaps some find that hard to believe but in my experience good evening and thank you for joining us to with www.love home of cosmic firefly in ari and tonight we have a very special guest reverend allison l james how are you tonight allison well good evening ariana i'm very well so glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on, planet, on the planet right now? Well, thank you for that question. Um, my work today is uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet, for um, our uh, journey towards 
the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is, as, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society. And while listeners might be thinking, wow, that sounds great, but is it really attainable? Is it sustainable? Can we really get there? And so all of my work is to help us evolve, to heal, to raise our vibration so that we can create that world, that heaven on earth. And there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment and it's just not uh, our world, personal world. It's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world. And so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut, shut everything down and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges. But the reality that we can literally hold in our hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever, whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making, making us all question certain things, it, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times, if we will allow it, 
the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true. And I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff. And there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck, but as large as, as the universe. And I, I didn't, and until you said that we feel small, did it kind of come into perspective that God was showing me that I, there's no need to feel small, that I can expand while I could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared. But when you're five, you're like, what the heck is this? And I would <laughs> imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened, that we go into our inner child gets scared. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers, our friends that we take on as our own. And so we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. <laughs> you know <laughs> but because, because the world does operate under the fear of death oh i won't have my car anymore i won't have my house anymore i won't have my clothes anymore yeah and i think that those are all things that we as a collective that we have to decide you know um to not be a, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace well, that's right. We, we are human after all, and yes. we live in a world of duality. And so we tend to see things through our eyes and we think that, that that's it. Um, the physical, the material world can dominate our thinking and our actions. Whereas when one follows a spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities, that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love <laughs> with a capital L. Yes. <laughs> and these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality so that when those challenges come we're not believing with what we see with our eyes we start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true but we have to get to that place well Reverend Nelson how do you how do you connect to your heart because I I remember the closest thing I could think of is the Wizard of Oz with with the Tin Man and he was like rusted solid. Here they come with the oil <laughs> and your lips are <laughs> and, and then they oiled the heart and 
Is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that. We, we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um, a symbol uh, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can, with our own intention, ask the powers that be, the, the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels, to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed and um, not believing, and when we become um, resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes, I understand. we, We need to open our hearts. And of course there are many methods to do that and meditation is extremely important um but if you have the desire to shift to another level to explore to pursue your path to levels that perhaps you don't even know and it's it's a matter of operating your faith this is is what faith is about knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on and and that this is the paradox I was talking about that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there we have ways to uh, to do this and the body is the most extraordinary instrument yes and we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um the planet the planets plural and of course the uh, the creator the source of all that we are yes and how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a, there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit, limiting us at any point in time. This is true. And, but sometimes people will experience terrible terrible hardship or terrible grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core and it's hard for them sometimes to they stop believing for a time and how can we start to believe again well we've touched upon it already and that is that we must open our hearts and give give life a chance it's it's it 
takes energy yes. to close down and to remain angry or frightened. And it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do, if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others. We can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your level of um, self-application uh, and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, and sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue, but we just have to take a breath and say, oh, look at this. I haven't seen that before. Let me have a look. You right. have to be open and then, and then um, you can see that, oh, an opportunity, a way is being made. And you're never, you're never left in the lurch with no way out. And that is a reality. Um, perhaps some find that hard to believe, but in my experience. Good evening, and thank you for joining us to, with WWWLOVE, home of Cosmic Firefly in Ari. And tonight we have a very special guest, Reverend Allison L. James. How are you tonight, Allison? Well, Good evening, Ariana. I'm very well. So glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on, planet, on the planet right now. Well, thank you for that question. Um, my work today is uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet for um, our uh, journey towards the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is... As, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society. And while listeners might be thinking, wow, that sounds great, but is it really attainable? Is it sustainable? Can we really get there? And so all of my work is to help us 
evolve, to heal, to raise our vibration so that we can create that world, that heaven on earth. And there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment. And it's just not uh, our world, personal world. It's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world. And so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut, shut everything down and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges. But the reality that we can literally hold in our hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever, whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making, making us all question certain things, it, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times, if we will allow it, the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true. And I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff. And there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck, but as large as is the universe and I I didn't and until you said that we feel small 
did it kind of come into perspective that God was showing me that I, there's no need to feel small, that I can expand while I could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared. But when you're five, you're like, what the heck is this? And I would <laughs> imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened, that we go into our inner child gets scared. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers, our friends that we take on as our own. And so we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. <laughs> you know <laughs> but because, because the world does operate under the fear of death oh i won't have my car anymore i won't have my house anymore i won't have my clothes anymore yeah and i think that those are all things that we as a collective that we have to decide you know um to not be a, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace well, that's right. We we are human after all, and yes. we live in a world of duality. And so we tend to see things through our eyes, and we think that, that that's it. Um, the physical, the material world can dominate our thinking and our actions. Whereas when one follows the spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities, that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love <laughs> with a capital L. Yes. <laughs> and these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality so that when those challenges come we're not believing with what we see with our eyes we start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true but we have to get to that place well Robert Nelson how do you how do you connect to your heart because I I remember the closest thing I could think of is the Wizard of Oz with with the Tin Man and he was like rusted solid. Here they come with the oil <laughs> and your lips are <laughs> and then they oiled the heart. And is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that. We, we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um, a symbol uh, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can, with our own intention, ask 
the powers that be, the, the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels, to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed and um, not believing and when we become um, resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes. And so it's, we, we need to open our hearts. And of course, there are uh, many methods to do that. And meditation is extremely important. Um, but if you have the desire to shift to another level, to explore, to pursue your path to levels that perhaps you don't even know. And it's, it's a matter of operating your faith. This is, this is what faith is about. Knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on. And, and that this is the paradox I was talking about, that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there, we have ways to, uh, to do this. And the body is the most extraordinary instrument. Yes. And we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um, the planet, the planets, plural, and of course, the, the creator, the source of all that we are. Yes. And how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a, there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit, limiting us at any point in time. This is true. And, but sometimes people will experience terrible, terrible hardship or terrible grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core and it's hard for them sometimes to stop they stop believing for a time and how can we start to believe again well we've touched upon it already and that is that we must open our hearts and Give, give life a chance. It's, it's, it takes energy yes. to close down and to remain angry or frightened. And it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others. We can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your 
level of um, self-application uh, and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, and sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue, but we just have to take a breath and say, oh, look at this. I haven't seen that before. Let me have a look. You right. have to be open. And then, and then um, you can see that, oh, an opportunity, a way is being made. And you're never, you're never left in the lurch with no way out. And that is a reality. Um, perhaps some find that hard to believe, but in my experience. Good evening, and thank you for joining us to, with WWWLOVE, home of Cosmic Firefly in Ari. And tonight we have a very special guest, Reverend Allison L. James. How are you tonight, Allison? Well, Good evening, Ariana. I'm very well. So glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on, planet, on the planet right now. Well, thank you for that question. Um, my work today is uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet for um, our uh, journey towards the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is... As, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society. And while listeners might be thinking, wow, that sounds great, but is it really attainable? Is it sustainable? Can we really get there? And so all of my work is to help us evolve, to heal, to raise our vibration, so that we can create that world, that heaven on earth. And there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment and it's just not 
uh, our world, personal world, it's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world. And so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut, shut everything down and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges. But the reality that we can literally hold in our hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever, whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making, making us all question certain things, it, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times, if we will allow it, the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true. And I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff. And there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck, but as large as is the universe and I I didn't and until you said that we feel small did it kind of come into perspective that God was showing me that I there's no need to feel small that I can expand while I could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared but when you're five you're like what the heck is this and I <laughs> would imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened, that we go into our inner child gets scared 
and you know, I don't know, I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers, our friends that we take on as our own. And so we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, because, because the world does operate under the fear of death. Oh, I won't have my car anymore. I won't have my house anymore. I won't have my clothes anymore. Yes. And I think that those are all things that we, as a collective, that we have to decide, you know, um, to not be, a, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace. Well, that's right. We we are human after all and yes. we live in a world of duality and so we tend to see things through our eyes and we think that that that's it um the physical the material world can dominate our thinking and our actions Whereas when one follows a spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities, that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love <laughs> with a capital L. Yes. <laughs> and these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality. So that when those challenges come, we're not believing with what we see with our eyes, we start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true. But we have to get to that place. Well, Reverend Nelson, how do you how do you connect to your heart? This, I, I remember the closest thing I could think of is the Wizard of Oz with, with the Tin Man and he was like rusted solid. <laughs> Here they come with the oil <laughs> and your lips are <laughs> and then they oiled the heart. And is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that we we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um a symbol uh, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can, with our own intention, ask the powers that be, the, the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels, to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed and um, not believing, and when we become um, 
resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes, I understand. We we need to open our hearts. And of course, there are are many methods to do that. And meditation is extremely important. Um, But if you have the desire to shift to another level, to explore, to pursue your path to levels that perhaps you don't even know. And it's it's a matter of operating your faith. This is, this is what faith is about. Knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on. And, and that this is the paradox I was talking about, that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there, we have ways to, uh, to do this. And the body is the most extraordinary instrument. Yes. And we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um, the planet the planets, plural, and of course, the the creator, the source of all that we are. Yes. And how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit limiting us at any point in time this is true and but sometimes people will experience terrible terrible hardship or terrible grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core and it's hard for them sometimes to stop they stop believing for a time and how can we start to believe again well we've touched upon it already and that is that we must open our hearts and give give life a chance it's it's It takes energy to close down and to remain angry or frightened. And it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do, if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others we can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your level of um, self uh, application and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, And sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue but we just have to take a breath and say oh look at this I haven't seen that before 
let me have a look. You right. have to be open and then and then um, you can see that, oh, an opportunity, a way is being made. And you're never, you're never left in the lurch with no way out. And that is a reality. Um, perhaps some find that hard to believe, but in my experience. Good evening, and thank you for joining us to, with WWWLOVE, home of Cosmic Firefly in Ari. And tonight we have a very special guest, Reverend Allison L. James. How are you tonight, Allison? Well, good evening, Ariana. I'm very well. So glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on, planet, on the planet right now. Well, thank you for that question. Um, my work today is uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet for um, our uh, journey towards the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is, as, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society. And while listeners might be thinking, wow, that sounds great, but is it really attainable? Is it sustainable? Can we really get there? And so all of my work is to help us evolve, to heal, to raise our vibration so that we can create that world, that heaven on earth. And there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment. And it's just not uh, our world, personal world. It's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world. And so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut, shut everything down and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also 
for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges. But the reality that we can literally hold in our hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever, whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making, making us all question certain things, it, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times, if we will allow it, the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true. And I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff. And there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck, but as large as is the universe and I I didn't and until you said that we feel small did it kind of come into perspective that God was showing me that I there's no need to feel small that I can expand while I could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared but when you're five you're like what the heck is this and I <laughs> would imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened, that we go into our inner child gets scared. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers, our friends that we take on as our own. And so we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, because, because the world does operate under the fear of death. Oh, I won't have my car anymore. I won't have my house anymore. I won't have my clothes anymore. Yes. And I think that those are all things that we as a 
a collective that we have to decide, you know, um, to not be, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace. Well, that's right. We, we are human after all, and we live in a world of duality. And so we tend to see things through our eyes and we think that that that's it. Um, the physical, the material world can dominate our thinking and our actions. Whereas when one follows a spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love (laughs) with a capital L. Yes. (laughs) And these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality so that when those challenges come, we're not believing with what we see with our eyes. We start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true. But we have to get to that place. Well, Reverend Nelson, how do you how do you connect to your heart? Because I I remember the closest thing I could think of is the Wizard of Oz with with the Tin Man, and he was like rusted solid. Here they come with the oil, <laughs> and your lips are, <laughs> and, and then they oiled the heart. And is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that we we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um, a symbol uh, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can with our own intention, ask the powers that be, the the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed, and um, not believing, and when we become um, resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes, I understand. We we need to open our hearts. And of course, there are uh, many methods to do that. And meditation is extremely important. Um, But if you have the desire to shift to another level, to explore, to pursue your path 
to levels that perhaps you don't even know. And it's it's a matter of operating your faith. This is, this is what faith is about. Knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on. And, and that this is the paradox I was talking about, that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there, we have ways to, uh, to do this. And the body is the most extraordinary instrument. Yes. And we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um, the planet the planets, plural, and of course, the the creator, the source of all that we are. Yes. And how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit, limiting us at any point in time. This is true. And, but sometimes people will experience terrible, terrible hardship or terrible grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core. And it's hard for them sometimes to stop they stop believing for a time and how can we start to believe again well we've touched upon it already and that is that we must open our hearts and give give life a chance it's it's it takes energy yes. to close down and to remain angry or frightened. And it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do, if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others we can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your level of um, self-application uh, and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, and sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue but we just have to take a breath and say oh look at this i haven't seen that before let me have a look you right. have to be open and then and then um you can see that oh an opportunity a way is being made and you're never you're never left in the lurch with no way out and that is a reality um perhaps some find that hard to believe 
But in my experience, 